everybody, Aaron Johnson here. Glad to be with you this morning at Together Church for their online experience. Hope you are ready uh, to join us for the message. Just a little bit about myself. Uh, I'm a native to Pace, Florida. Grew up here my whole life. Uh, met Pastor Steve uh, when he was in third grade, moved down from West Virginia. He smelled funny then and he still smells funny now. Uh, some things never change, but uh, me and my wife have uh, been married for 12 years now and uh, we have one son who is 11 years old. Uh, we do foster care and uh, we have a daughter Anna who we have been able who's been placed in our home since she was three days old. She'll be two in February and we'll be hopefully finalizing her adoption uh, this before Christmas this year. So we're really excited about that. And we also have another uh, foster placement Lila who is five months old and we've also had her since she was three days old. So we are uh, enjoying life, it's busy. Uh, we went from having one child uh, to not having an infant for 11 years to all of a sudden we have two infants in our home and uh, you can imagine things are crazy at the Johnson house. But uh, we enjoy it, we're loving life. Uh, ministry, uh, we served for uh, 10 years at a church in Pensacola. We just recently resigned back in uh, September. Uh, so ministry is, is interesting, it's new, it's a new season in our life, uh, but we're excited about what God's going to be doing in the future, and I'm uh, just glad to be able to be here uh, with you this morning at Together Church. So with that being said, we're going to dive into the message this morning, and I pray that it's a blessing to you. So this morning, I just want to share uh, a message with you that I've entitled Lessons from the Valley. Uh, we all go through seasons in life, and, and whether they're great seasons or not so good seasons, uh, a lot of times we, we highlight it with a mountaintop experience or a valley, and ultimately nobody enjoys the valley. Nobody enjoys the valley seasons. And, and when we're walking through those seasons, a lot of times we can, we can feel like we're completely alone, like there's no one around to understand what we're going through. And a lot of times that's just a tactic of the devil to try to get us to place our hope in everything but God and try to put us in a position to where we, we feel like there is no hope, that we're just stuck here. I can't talk to anybody. I can't tell anybody anything because no one's going to understand what I'm going through. So I've just got to deal with this by myself. But the truth of the matter is that's just a lie. And as we read in Psalms chapter 23 today, I want to share with you uh, just some things that I've learned in my own life, my own experience of, of life, ministry, of lessons I've learned from valleys that I've walked through. So in Psalms 23, it says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. And yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. The first thing I want you to understand and know is in these valleys, in these valley seasons, the situations you may find yourself in, whether it be in ministry, work, or even within your own family, is realize that isolation is not your destination. What do I mean by that? What I'm saying is the enemy wants to try to isolate you. He wants to try to make you believe that you're all in this by yourself, you're alone, that there's no hope, 
that you there's just nothing that you can do. You can't talk to anybody. You can't go to anybody. You can't ask for prayer because no one's going to understand it. And you're just trying to live life and do everything you can, but you're just completely alone and there's nothing you can do. But as I said, isolation is not your destination. As a matter of fact, the psalmist wrote that although I walk through the valley, you see, we're walking through the valley. And while I'm in that valley, he said, I'm not going to fear because you're with me. So we have hope in that, that God is with us, that God is with us through the valley. He's with us through these moments of heartache, of, of hard times, of suffering. And, and in these moments, we got to rely on what the word of God says and what he promised to do within his word. So when we look in, for example, in 1 Peter 5.8, we see a, a tactic of what the enemy is trying to do. The word says, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. And when you think of a lion who's going to hunt, what do they do? They end up going after the, the, the weakest prey or the prey that's away from the herd that's isolated itself, whether it's tired, whether it's sick, whatever the case may be, they don't go in the middle of the herd and just try to get the strongest one or the ones that's surrounded by everybody. But they go for the one that's isolated themselves away from everybody, and they go after that one to attack. And that's what the enemy does. He does his best to isolate you, to get you in this mindset that there's no hope, that there's nothing you can do, this is just life, and I've just got to deal with it by myself. But I want to tell you, you're not alone. Uh, you know, God hasn't put you in this situation or in this valley to deal with something by yourself and to deal with something alone, but God wants to be with you through the valley. He wants to walk with you. He wants to share things with you, to show you things on how you can mature and how you can grow, even in the hard times of life, how you can still move forward and allow God to, to work within your life. So when you look in, as a matter of fact, when you look uh, at Psalms 23, uh, it's, it's my understanding that the devil's going to try to attack you. You know, he's going to try to come and to attack you. But, the, you know, the Bible says in Psalms 23, as David wrote, he said, I'm not going to fear. I don't have to be afraid because God is with me. You know, and the word of God says, if God be for us, who can be against us? If God is with you, what, what more do you have to worry about? What, what do you have to, uh, do you have to uh, worry or, or complain about if God's with you. And I, I want to stop right there because I understand what I'm saying. And, and somebody may be sitting there thinking, well, you just don't know what I'm going through. And you're right, I don't. But you have no idea what I've walked through, what I've gone through, what my life has been like as, as well. So I want to share a little bit of, of, of my story, a little bit of what I've walked through. My wife and I have just recently resigned our position as lead pastors of a church in Pensacola, that we, that we served at for the last 10 years. We served as lead pastors for seven of those years. The end of September was my final Sunday. And as I preached the message at the end of September, on the last Sunday of September, as I left the church that day, I knew my life was getting ready to change. And we served a, a decade of ministry there as youth pastors and then as lead pastors. And for the first time in over 10 years, everything was going to change, right? We weren't going to go to the same church. We weren't going to be back. Everything just changed. And not that I like to admit it, but in all honesty, I just stepped off the pulpit basically and stepped into the middle of a valley. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know what we were going to do, what life was going to look like. I didn't know what church we were going to attend, what we were going to do. I, I was just knowing that God had released us from that season. 
And now I find myself with all these questions, with all of these questions of, did we do it right? Is everything, did we do everything we could? All these questions and depression can sit in, anxiety can come, and all these things happen as you're, as you're walking through this valley. And the whole time I'm, I'm trying to remind myself, I got people around me like Pastor Steve who's trying to remind me and, and, and help me understand and know that, you know, realizing that everybody's gonna make mistakes, everybody's gonna mess up in life, but if you've done everything you could and you were obedient to what God called you to do, then nothing else mattered. But it wasn't until I realized that within myself and for myself that I understood that, you know, God doesn't look at the numbers. He doesn't look at uh, whether it's a job, whether it's ministry. He doesn't look at numbers. He doesn't look at the idea of, of what we consider success. To God, obedience is success. So if I'm obedient to what God's called me to do, if I'm obedient to what God's asked of me, then I'm successful in his eyes. And ultimately, that's all that matters. So when we're walking through these valley situations, the enemy wants to try to, look at us and try to cause us to doubt, to lose faith, to lose hope of, of what's going on and where we find ourselves, I want you to understand we have a refuge in God. We have a refuge in God. And in Psalms 46, the Bible says, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. He goes on and says, therefore, will not we fear? Though the earth be removed and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, though the waters roar and be troubled, Though the mountains shake with the swelling thereof, he goes on and says, There is a river, the streams whereof shall make glad the city of God, the holy place of the tabernacles of the Most High. For God is in the midst of her, she shall not be moved. God shall help her, and, the, and that right early. The heathen rage and the kingdoms were moved. He uttered his voice and the earth melted. The Lord of hosts is with us, the God of Jacob is our refuge. The word of God declares that he is a very present help in our time of need, that we can find a place of refuge and strength in our God. Even though everything around us is being shaken, we can take hope and take heart in knowing that the God who is holding us in the palm of his hands is not shaken, and that we can have a place of refuge and strength knowing that God is with us. Isaiah 46 and 10 says, Fear not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee. Yea, I will, up, I will help thee, and yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. It's just a reminder of the promises of God. He first tells us not to fear, but he doesn't just leave us there because if, if he were just to say fear not, how quickly would fear come rushing in and take us again by anxiety or whatever it might be, and we have to be reminded to fear not again. But he tells us why we don't have to fear, because he is with us. He goes on, he says, not only is he with us, but he promises to strengthen us, to help us, to, to uphold us. And I'm so thankful that he added that he would uphold us with his righteousness because my righteousness, you know, as the Bible says, is filthy rags. I can't hold up anything with my own righteousness. But God upholds us with his righteousness because he knows that's what it's going to take to get us through. So not... Not only do we understand and know that God's for us, but he's, he's with you. He's for us, he's with us. And, he, and we have to realize we need to surround ourselves with people of faith within the church body and surround ourselves with people who are gonna lift us up, who are gonna help us and, and be willing to share things with those people who are 
of like-minded faith and be able to pray with you and pray for you because you're not alone. Uh, you're not alone and truly in this life, it's better to live life together and do life with one another. Uh, so you have to understand that uh, God is not only wanting to help you uh, get through your valleys, but he's wanting to help strengthen you and help encourage you to move forward and, and to do what everything God's called you to do. The next thing I want you to want you to think about is in these valleys, we've got to move forward, right? We got to move forward. I, I remember growing up in Pace and the area I grew up in, uh, everybody wanted a truck at, at 16, right? Uh, we were just a bunch of country kids and everybody wanted a truck. And I remember when uh, Pace Patriot Boulevard, I think that's what it's called, that goes down behind the high school and the stadium there was getting put in and it was all dirt. And there was a place in the middle of it that where the, all the water ran off after a good uh, rain and it just settled there. And we'd all drive trucks back there and when it was all muddy and, and everything and see who can get through the water and all that good stuff. And a lot of people got stuck all the time and it was, it was, it was a great time. Uh, if you don't understand, I'm sorry. Uh, but it was a great time and, uh, getting, getting some, getting some mud on a truck is, is a good, is a good life lesson. Uh, but you would hit that puddle and sometimes you would just stop, you know, you wouldn't get through it. You would get stuck. You just hit it and you just stop. You couldn't move forward. You'd get frustrated. You'd get mad. You have to get out in the middle of the mud puddle, try to get the truck out. All these things would go wrong and nobody likes to be stuck, right? Nobody likes to feel like they're stuck, like they're just spinning their wheels. Like they're just going around and not doing anything. And in valley seasons, many times, that's what we feel. We feel like we're just spinning our wheels. Like we, we can't figure out uh, what the next direction is, what the next step is. So we're just going around in circles, just spinning our wheels. But the valleys are meant for us to move forward. Remember David said that, that we are to uh, walk through the valley. He said, yea, though I walk through the valley. So in a valley, we're, we're meant to walk through. We're not meant to stay there. So we got to understand that in these valleys of, of our spiritual life, we, we, are, we are meant to move forward. We're not meant to stay in one spot. So how do we do that? How do we do that whenever everything around us is, uh, is saying just to be still and just to stop, just to quit moving because nothing's working? 1 Peter 1.7 says that the trial of your faith being more precious than of gold that perisheth, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and, the glo and glory at the appearing of Jesus, of Jesus Christ. And, you know, whenever we, we think of that and, and we look at that, he's saying that the trial of your faith being more precious than gold, though it be tried with fire, and I don't know about you, I'm not looking to be tried with fire, right? I'm not looking to, uh, to have the heat turned up uh, within my life. But, but Peter's saying that when it's tried by fire, that when it's tried, that the trial of our faith, when it's all said and done, will come out more precious than gold. We may not understand it or see it until Christ's appearing. But one day it's all going to make sense. And in these valley moments, uh, we get, like I said, we get frustrated, angry, but we've got to look at it and understand that God is trying to pull something out of our lives that he's placed there. When you think of the things of precious stones or metals or things like diamonds, they, they're created under immense amount of pressure, right? 
under immense amounts of pressure, whenever a star uh, bursts onto the scene and before the light ever shines from a star, the heat and the gas get to such a high degree that, that it literally explodes. So the pressure that comes from a star before light comes is, is so strong and so, uh, so powerful that it makes whatever that cloud of gas, and everything, it makes it explode into, uh, into a star and light comes forth. Also, when you think of the, 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 the idea of, of childbirth, you know, the pain that comes along with it, but in that moment, that blink moment when that child is born, all that pain was all worth it. The, the pain was worth the reward of, of holding that child. So we think of all these things, and, and a lot of times when we think of pain, we, we, we want to run from it. We want to hide from it. But in these valley seasons, God is trying to maybe turn the pressure up a little bit within your life to cause something to come out of you, to burst something within you that God's placed there that he's trying to draw out of you to allow you to move into that next season of what God is wanting to do within your life. Moving forward is, is critical. And remember that if it's worth, if, if it's going to be worth it to you, then you're going to have to fight for it. If it's something of value, you're going to have to fight for it. So if you're walking through a valley season in your life, just realize and understand that if it's worth it to you, you're going to have to fight for it. You're going to have to, you're going to, have to put the hands up and, and, and throw some punches uh, at the devil sometimes. But if, it, if you're going to fight for it, it's going to be worth it. So the valley's not meant for you to stay. David wrote, though I walk through the valley. So we're meant to walk through it. And sometimes we just got to tell ourselves like Dory did on Finding Nemo, just keep swimming, right? Just keep going. Just keep moving. Do what you know to do and keep doing it because God is going to uh, bring you through that season of life. And many times I've come to find out in my own valleys that when I stop for too long, I become like the children of Israel as they walked in the wilderness. We're just going to walk in circles. If I stop for too long, my mindset changes. My, my, my desires change. And God has to change that mindset, change our will before we're ever able to enter into that promised land of what God wants to do within our lives. So I want to tell you to, um, to allow what God wants to do to be done within your life. You know, in these valley seasons, move forward. Don't stop. Don't just stay in one spot. But do what you know to do. Pray, read the word, spend time in worship. And allow God to speak to you because God's right there with you. And he's getting ready to move you from one place to the next. And sometimes we just got to go through the go through the process. And nobody likes the process. You know, nobody enjoys the process. But the process is what makes everything great when it's all said and done. And the last thing I want you to, to understand and know is the valley is always just a season. It's just a season. You know, in life, we look at seasons of life, whether it be winter, spring, fall, summer, and I know I got them mixed up, and it's all right. Uh, we live in Florida. We only see like two of these seasons all year, summer, and uh, we have what we call the false fall uh, for a couple weeks, and then we got winter for like two weeks, and it's all messed up in summer again. Uh, so we, we don't really know what four seasons look like in northwest Florida, but uh we're told that the leaves change colors and stuff. So one day we might be able to see it, but you know, in life there are seasons 
And the valley is just a season. It's not meant to stay. It's not meant to last, but it will pass. And in Ecclesiastes 3, 1 through 8, the Bible says to everything there is a season, a time to every purpose under the heaven. A time to be born, a time to die, a time to plant, a time to pluck up what that which was planted, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to break down, a time to build up, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance, a time to cast away stones and time to gather stones together, a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing a time to get and a time to lose, a time to keep and a time to cast away, a time to rend and a time to sow, a time to keep silence and a time to speak, and a time to love and a time to hate, a time for war and a time of peace. So as the writer of Ecclesiastes is writing here and he's saying, look, there's seasons in life. All these things happen for a season. All these things go from one end of the spectrum to the other end of the spectrum. And valleys are just that, they're a season. In, in, in my life, in the life of my family, as I said earlier, we, we foster. And I believe it was two going on three years now that we've been fostering. And it is, it's a beautiful thing. Uh, I can truly say that I come to understand the love of God uh, for, for us as his children in a greater way. Uh, now that I foster children and I have children who come into my home who we love without question. They're not biologically ours. They have none of our DNA, none of our blood flowing through their veins, and yet we love them without question, without a doubt. They become part of our family. And that's, that's the love of God, right? That's God's love for us. We, we don't belong to the nation of Israel. We're, we have no blood, no relation whatsoever, but yet God loves us. He cares for us and to the fact that the Bible says we're grafted in. You know, we've been adopted as the sons and the daughters of God. And that's God's heart. So we've been able to foster for the last three years. And can I tell you, it is one of the greatest things we've ever been able to do. And it's one of the hardest things we've ever done. It's not easy to foster children. It's not easy to love children that, that sometimes can be hard to love. Uh, it's not easy to uh, have a child come in your home and get connected to them and get get linked up to them and, and, and love on them, and then all of a sudden they're gone. It's a very hard time, and it, it's a lot of emotions, ups and downs, but it's one of the greatest things we've ever been able to do. But in that season of life that we found ourselves in as fostering, there have been some really highs, really up there good highs, and some really down there really lows. I remember the first uh, placement we had, uh, Lindsay and we were getting ready and going through the adoption process and, and getting ready to start all that stuff for her. And, and behind the scenes, there was a private adoption going on uh, for Lindsay that everybody knew about but us. And I will never forget where we were the day that her, her biological mom texted us and, and, and said that statement, by now you know that Lindsay's being adopted. And uh, we were just caught off guard. Um, we had no idea what was happening and uh, come to find out we understood that there was a private adoption taking place and and for us um, that 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 was that was the end of what we wanted to do as foster parents right uh, it just ripped our hearts out and I remember uh, talking to my wife and trying to console her through all this and the whole time I'm trying to be strong 
because she needs me to be strong, but the whole time I'm breaking inside. And then to tell our son who has to try to understand that, hey, she's not going to be part of our family anymore, uh, you know, and, and, and we're not going to be able to do what we thought we were going to be able to do. And all these emotions just really hit. And I remember trying to talk to my wife and my son and try to figure out what, what to say, and I didn't know what to say. I didn't know the words to say other than the fact that in this season, this is what God's called us to do. And if God's called us to do this, even though we're in this moment of this valley and it's hard and it's tough and we don't understand it, I took heart in the fact of knowing that if God's called us to it, then it's not going to be easy. It's going to be difficult. But the same God that called us to it is the same God who's going to give us the strength for us to be able to get through whatever we face. So we get through that season of life and and we have two other placements in our home just for a brief time, uh, Elijah and Gabe. And uh, so we have them come into our home and for a brief moment they went back with family and it's really cool full circle now. Gabe is actually being adopted by some friends of ours uh, who are able to adopt him. And so we're seeing that play out. And, and then uh, Anna comes and she's born and we get the call to come pick her up from the hospital. And man, I'm excited. I'm going to go pick her up, right? I'm leaving work early. I'm going to go pick up this baby girl. And I get to the hospital and they wheel her in, uh, in the little basket thing on the cart. And I get to see her for the first time. And I'm holding her in my arms and I'm holding her. And my wife's like, hey, I need a picture. So I'm trying to take a picture. And I'm trying to hold her in my arms and, and take a picture for my wife. And, and this is the thought that I have. This is my prayer. I say, God, if we can't keep her, don't let her stay in our home for too long. If we can't keep her, don't let her stay in our home for too long because I don't know if I can take it again. You know, I don't know if I can take that, that my heart just being ripped out of my chest and just laid out there and saying, hey, maybe next time. So fast forward now and she's been in our home for uh, going on uh, two years now and, and we've watched her grow and we watched her develop and, and, and we just switched her from her crib to a toddler bed and we're actually finalizing her adoption hopefully by the end of this year praying for a wonderful Christmas present that all this is finalized and done and I've seen God work in such a magnificent way that in the midst of our valley and oh there have been hiccups I could sit here and tell you all the hiccups there have been but we'd be here forever. There have been hiccups along the way. There have been potholes. There have been, you know, dead ends. All these things that have happened. We just faced one just a couple weeks, just last week of another hiccup that has taken place in the, in the adoption process. But we're holding fast to knowing that, as the Word of God says, that He who's begun a good work in you will see it to completion. You know, God is going to see this thing through. And we are trusting and believing in what God said He would do, He will do. And, and you may find yourself in, in this season of life, in this valley, whether it's through job, ministry, family, because we all know we can go through some valleys with our families, right? Uh, and, and all these things, you may find yourself in this season. But take heart in knowing God's not left you. He's not forgotten about you, but he's right there with you. You're not alone, but God's with you. 
He loves you. He cares about you. And he wants good things for you. You know, we that passage of scripture in Jeremiah 29, 11 gets quoted so often. But I do believe God's got a plan and a purpose for our lives. And I do believe that that he, he has good things for us. But when we get down to, uh, I believe it's in verse uh, 12 and 13, when you, when you finish that passage of scripture, that thought process, it says, and you'll find these things when you seek me. You know, we will find these things that God has for us when we seek him. And that's the key is we've got to seek him. You know, he said, Jesus said that seek ye first the kingdom of God and then all these things will be added unto you. You know, seek first God's kingdom. So when you're in the middle of the valley, you don't know what to do. Seek God. Seek God. Spend time in prayer. Spend time in your word. Spend time in, in worship unto the Lord. Do the things you know you're supposed to do. Seek God. And I promise you, as the word of God says, he will direct your path. His word will be a lamp unto your feet, right? He, he, he will direct your path. He will guide you. He will lead you. And in these valleys, these seasons of life we find ourselves in, this isn't the end, right? You may be going through some things today that if you were to share with people, they would be completely shocked that you're even upright walking and moving because of what you're going through. But no, God knows exactly where you're at and he's with you. He's for you. He loves you. And there's nothing that God cannot do. I have a full belief in that, that there's nothing God can't do. If you need healing, he can do it. If you need a miracle within your life, financial, whatever it might be, my God is able to do it. So when you find yourself in the valley, remember, isolation is not your destination. You're not meant to do this alone. Surround yourself with people who are going to uplift you, who are going to build your faith. If you're not connected with a church, get it connected with a local church in your area. And be connected. Find a place where you can go and be fed the word of God. You can worship with people and build your faith together in the body of Christ. The valley ultimately is for you and I to continue to move forward, to be strengthened, to be to be equipped to move into that next season. God is trying to draw something out of you, pull something out of you that you may not even know is in there, but God placed it there the very moment you were created. And I believe it's for a season of life that you're getting ready to walk into. So as you leave one season, because the valley, once again, is just a season, and walk into your next season, remember everything God's done and what remember everything God has taught you. And as you move forward, Rejoice in the fact of knowing that what God's brought you through, he's going to be faithful to keep you in every season of life you may find yourself in. So I want to encourage you as we close. 1 Peter 5, 7 says this, Cast all your cares upon him, for he cares for you. The Lord cares for you. You can cast your cares upon him. He loves you. He cares. And there is nothing, nothing that you can bring to God that he can't handle. So I want to pray for you today as we close and just ask the Lord to, to be with you and to minister to you uh, and pray that the word that went forth is going to bring forth uh, that, that good harvest within your life. So Lord, we're so grateful and thankful, God, for what you're doing. God, I'm thankful for Together Church to here in Pace to be able to bring the word and be able to minister, God, to this community. Lord, I pray that you just continue to bless them. 
God, you continue to bless the ministry, God, that comes forth out of this house every weekend, God, every week, that as they go and as they uh, send your word forth, God, it's not going to return void, but it's accomplished what it was set out to do. God, I pray for the message today, God, that as it went forth, that people were hearing the word, they understand the word, God, and I pray the Holy Spirit went forth and, and ministered to them, God. I pray, God, that you would help them to just continue, God, as they find themselves in this valley season. Lord, that they would continue to move forward, to know that they're not alone, but that you're with them. And God, as this season ends and another season begins within their life, God, I pray that they would remind themselves that you are with them. God, there is nothing that, that they can face or that they'll go through, God, that you're not ready for. Let us, as Peter reminded us, Lord, in 1 Peter, let us cast our cares upon you because you care for us. We thank you. We give you glory, honor, and praise, God, for who you are. And we ask it all in the name of Jesus, in your name. Amen and amen. Thank you for joining us this morning, and we pray that the service was a blessing to you. Uh, if you're here locally in the Pace area, uh, Together Church would love to have you come and visit with them uh, Sunday morning starting at 10 o'clock. They'd love to see you. Uh, come out and be a part of what God's doing, and I know you're going to be blessed before it. Thank you, and God bless.